Boys, today is sports brunch. Dan came dressed for the occasion. I'm ready. Team USA, baby. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> and his 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 silk overnight uh, <laughs> Olympics. Pajamas. Customized Olympics warm-up jersey. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, General Mills. Can you show the people on YouTube the best part of this uh, this jersey, please? Oh, you're talking about the back. You want to yeah, know what's on please. the back? Please. <laughs> of course. Uh, I wish I would have known when I was a kid that I was going to be going by Steel City or else I would have thrown that right on the back. Maybe I can uh, get that added. Maybe I'll call it. Chris, let me get your mom's phone number. See if she can add that. Change that out for me. <laughs> She'd be happy to. She'd be happy to. Um, I have to ask you now, because, I mean, you told us this off the air, but I think the people need to know, how did you get this, this, this jersey? So we're probably in the neighborhood of tw- uh, <laughs> how many years ago? Yikes. Uh, probably 25 years ago. That's ridiculous, by the way. Um the good folks at General Mills Cereals were putting out a little uh, cereal box campaign as they would back in the day where you save up your UPCs after a couple boxes, you send them in, and they're throwing you a custom Team USA jersey with your name on the back. There it is right there, the General Mills logo. Get a little shout-out support. Big promoters of the Brunch Breakdown, sponsors of the Brunch Breakdown. Um and here I am. We're doing sports brunch. It's the Olympic season. You know how much I love it. I'm rocking Team USA all week long. If General Mills ends up in uh, a future brunch court, we, we need to be nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely do. I will always remember them for this custom silky, meshy jersey. It does just look like you have oversized pajamas on. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't quite fit. You know, doesn't go the length of the arm, but still has that <laughs> hockey jersey style that fit that loose fit. Yeah, I wish the G for General Mills was like on the like on the chest where the C symbol should be. They really messed <laughs> yeah, that up. Right, right here. There, there. <laughs> well, boys, this is sports brunch, but this has nothing to do with sports. All right. So three years ago now, I proposed to my wife three years ago wow, today. Yeah. Right. Oh, amazing. so I want to ask you guys about uh what was it on your first date right first date with your significant other dan you're engaged chris you're married uh was it that made you say oh man this person this person's cool what made you think it because i know it's like the one is like that's a deep thing the thing but yeah. what was the first thing that made you say you know what i want to see this person again i've got three that are <laughs> are very out front and obvious. Uh, number one, she went to Mario's in the South side for our first date to meet me. Number two, she drank Yingling with me at Mario's. And number three, we talked quite a bit about college football on our first date. Those three things were like, damn, let's go. That's a, that's the equation for Chris Gates right there. Beautiful. Damn. It's a good list. It's a good list. Uh, for me, I'll break it up into the first day we met and then the, the first date, the first day we met, we ended up at Permanis after a long night. And it's a joke that we still have between ourselves and some close friends that were there as well. She's in the middle of talking. She's eating fries from Permanis with a fork. She has like the cheesy fries 
And then out of nowhere, for no reason, she sticks her fork in her water and didn't even realize that she did it. Instead of sticking it in the fries, she sticks it in her water. So fork water is, uh, well, it was an inside joke. Now everybody knows uh, between us. And I was like, there's something special about this one here. <laughs> and then on our actual first date was at a, a Mexican restaurant. And I swear to you, we had like seven different waiters and people come over that were taking care of us. And we were cracking up hysterically the whole time. I think some people would probably get a little bit frustrated in that scenario. Like, how don't they remember what we're ordering? Like they're, they're different people. And we were just cracking up the whole time about it. I'm like, okay, this girl can get down and, and laugh at this. Then she's in for the long haul. I love it. Uh, and <laughs> on my, on our first date, what made me say it was probably like in, we're probably maybe like five minutes into this thing. And we're asking dumb first date questions. What kind of music you like, whatever I ask her, what, uh, what kind of music are you into? And she says, Pitbull. And I was yes. like, that's it. She didn't tell me a genre. She didn't tell me like any type of music. She just said uh, Pitbull with a straight face. And I was like, <laughs> yep. Yep. I didn't know if you were the one, but I knew that I needed to see you again and again and again. And yeah. sure. So there you go. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, boys, it is Sports Brunch here on the Brunch Breakdown. It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. That's a big cup. Yeah, man. Stadium cup sports nice. brunch. It's a Wisconsin football cup. Let's I go. Love it. That is beautiful. Well, wow. today on the show, we're talking all things sports. So if you hate sports, I hope you enjoyed the first few minutes of the brunch breakdown. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we're going to be talking Olympics and a lot of topics about that. We are talking realignment in college football, uh, that hilarious, interesting, bizarre Aaron Rodgers presser. We're going to talk about that, uh, what we're listening to and so much more. But first, before we get started, Dan, let everybody know not where they can get that jersey because they can't get it anywhere. <laughs> let them know where they can find the brunch breakdown. One of one exclusive. This is gone, people. <laughs> 25 years old. <laughs> Going in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you can find your favorite podcast throughout the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, new episodes coming to you every Thursday morning. Uh, we encourage you to hit subscribe. And every, whichever one you want to listen to, hit subscribe. Let those episodes come to you. Make it easy for you. Of course, the full video episodes, so you can see this gorgeous jersey warm-up that I'm wearing. The full video episode available every Thursday morning as well. That's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on our YouTube and Facebook pages when it premieres, available on demand anytime after that for your watching pleasure. Uh, and of course, we're everywhere on social media at Brunch Breakdown. That's including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, everywhere. Follow us on Spotify for the Sounds of Brunch playlist. We give you what we're listening to every week. That playlist updated every Friday on Spotify as well. Beautiful, Dan. Beautiful. Thank you. All I right. Well, let's get this podcast started like we always do. Bruise day. Ooh. Ah, boys. Chris, what are you sipping on, man? I'm glad that you asked me first because I want to let you guys know that this segment um, is really starting to pay off for me. And I, and I hope it is for you guys too. Like now that my wife and I are finally seeing family uh, and friends again, like I'm finding out how many people actually listen to this podcast, which is <laughs> a okay. And they enjoy bruise day so much that they bring 
me beers to try, which is just delightful. Okay. <laughs> we just went to a family wedding this past weekend. Both of my brothers, brothers-in-law, brother-in-laws, my lawful brothers, both Other of in's them. Law. <laughs> in's law. Uh, both of them brought me beers to try on this podcast. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dan. I'm going to try Mike's this week. Um, and then my brother-in-law, Dan, I'm going to try his next week because my brother-in-law, Dan, got me a very Steel City Dan beer to try. So Ooh. that's what they call a tease. Okay. Today that. from Charlotte, North Carolina, Sugar Creek Brewing Company. I'm trying the Big O Blood Ooh. Orange IPA. Ooh. This has Daniel Dudley written That's all over. Daniel it. Dudley beer, if anyone oh, is. Boy. Yeah. And if you want to see the Blood Orange, oh, it's very orange. Oh my God, that looks like an orange. It looks wow. like damn near orange juice. Uh, I've already tried it. It is exactly what you want. You know, sometimes you get a Blood Orange IPA and I, like just the name blood orange makes my mouth water. I want that taste that you're looking for. And so I feel like there's so much, at least for me, anticipation for a blood orange IPA that like sometimes maybe more often than not, the blood orange IPAs don't live up to what I want from them. This one is just tremendous. It is everything you'd want in a blood orange IPA. Like from first sip to last, you're getting that citrus, you're getting that orange flavor and it is it is damn tasty. So thank you, Mike, the big O out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. Very much appreciated. That is all beautiful. All right. Well, speaking of blood orange guys, <laughs> blood orange, IPA, Let's go. 21st amendment brewing company in San Diego. Absolutely. Love, 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 love this beer. I've had this beer before talked about it before on here, but I hadn't had it in a long time, you know? So I'm very excited to be drinking this with you boys today. Uh, blood orange IPA. I, I just, this is my favorite. I, I want to try. I try. And like you said, I try everything that's blood orange. Like I love blood orange mimosas. I love blood orange everything. So like I love blood orange IPAs when they do it right. So, you know, me and Chris, blood orange brothers for life. Here we go. 21st <laughs> Amendment blood orange IPA. <laughs> Excellent. <sighs> well, I don't have, I'm not going to stay with the blood orange team, unfortunately. Dude, if you did, I was going to be like, shut the podcast down. Yeah. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Um, I've got an interesting collaboration brew to share with you gentlemen today that I've uh, had for a little while, but this was the right time to share it. So anybody throughout the country that lives in Sheets territory knows the big red machine, knows about Sheets, okay? And they've done a couple collaborative beers already with different breweries and they're usually incredible they did a hot dog one we're not getting into that i was quite offended so forgetting that one they do these pretty unique and cool beer collaborations that usually tie back into something that sheets offers okay so they've had a, a new one for this summer that they teamed up with goose island everybody knows goose island you've all seen the tap panel that's a neck of a goose and this one is called, it's a milkshake IPA called Project Ice Cream Brew Scream. And it is brewed with strawberry and banana smoothie puree. So you've got the, the can there with the crazy sheets man on it. We've all seen him before, but you can get a delicious smoothie 
at Sheets, and this is strawberry banana smoothie puree milkshake IPA. And let me tell you what, it's tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous. Anybody that loves strawberry banana, difficult to do in a beer because you have the tartness and you have the balance with the banana. Boom. Both of these come through very prominently. This is delicious. Shouts to Sheets in their beer collaborations. Besides that one, they're amazing. This one's amazing. You, it's very fruity, but it's very light. And you get just like the a little touch of, hop, of hops, just the right amount. It's a, you know slightly creamy, slightly sweet, but not overly sweet. Project Ice Cream Brews Cream from Sheets and Goose Island coming together to give us this delicious treat for Brews Day. Wow. I want to know again, because Chris asked this last week and it made me interested in this now. Like, what's the shelf life on that thing? Like, of course, like you're drinking it now, but like how long can that stay in your fridge? This one can last a while. So the fact that it's a milkshake IPA gives it enough balance there where it's not overly loaded with fruit and it's not overly thick. Um, those, it, it is amazing how the flavors come through so prominently, but they don't, it's, you, you can tell they don't use an insane amount of fruit like they would in a sour or another type of beer like that. So maybe for a season, season and a half, you could probably get by. That's good. I, you know, I need to, by the time Christmas rolls around, probably <laughs> need to have these out of the fridge. We got two, you got, I got a few more left. Um, so this one, a little bit longer shelf life than some of those, you know, heavily fruited sours and, and beers like that. So that's the problem. I find these delicious beers and I want to save them, but then there's some that you can't. And that's devastating when they have to be gone and gone forever. Beers like this, gone forever. They don't duplicate these at all. They come out once and they're gone. So get it if you still can. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Well, boys, cheers. 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 Another bruise day. And uh, shout out to anybody listening to this podcast who wants to send us beer. Uh, please do. <laughs> yeah. Like any yeah. of us, one of us, all three of us, it doesn't matter. Just send it along for all the people who listen to Brews Day. Please send it along. Please yeah, do. We, we, we had, will try it. We will yes. promote it. We will try it all. We will shout you out. We will get a custom USA jersey with your name <laughs> on the back of it and shout you out with General Mills. Not General Mills, though, Dan. Yeah. You can't, we can't promise that. <laughs> we can't promise that. It's true. It's true. But we've got, we've got a, a Brews Day collaboration midsummer's brew coming up with the legend status podcast in uh in a week or two so that's the ideal situation to talk lots of beer it'll be like yes. brews day for a lot longer so stay tuned for that as well so yeah send them over send them over a little beer and great. cereal whatever make it happen it's gonna be brews day but a lot longer a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well let's get random topics up our chest dan get us started get it off your chest man all right, so we're we're talking sports brunch today, but I had to go left turn for getting it off my chest because we'll have plenty of opportunity to do that and support in Team USA. Something happened to me this past week, and I just needed to get this in front of an audience here because <laughs> I know I'm not alone, but it needs to be vocalized, okay? I literally cannot comprehend the pain of really spicy food or super hot sauces. I, I literally can't mentally comprehend people this, that in, enjoy this, okay? Like I accidentally swallowed a jalapeno pepper seed 
over the weekend mm. and I about lost it. <laughs> okay. I was in a mild panic. Um, and we were out at a, it was actually at a taco festival and I had to look around to try to find, you know, w- what's going to cool this down. I started to sweat. I took a knee. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going over exaggerated here. You can, I should have brought Shannon in. She could have given you the play by play. Um, yeah, there was a mild sweat and I was like, what do I do? There's, there's beer around, there's margaritas, there's water. No, no, no. Like, give me, give me, where's the dairy? I need the milk. They had an ice cream truck there line too long. I can't wait that long. My mouth is on fire. How do people enjoy this? How are people literally like, yum, I love the pain. And I know there's pain tolerances or, you know, spice tolerances, a difference for pre for people and things like that. But it was really a really difficult situation. I had to get a Starbucks Frappuccino, which I did not want to do, but cracked that bad boy open. And uh, thankfully that helped put the fire out that was in my mouth going on there. So, you know, I don't want to hear the extra flavor argument because any food that puts you into pain, that's not food, right? There's no extra flavor there. That's extra pain. No one wants extra pain as a side dish. Um, I'm good with spice, good with spicy, but when it hits that level of, I need milk right now, and that's all you can think of, it just makes no sort of sense to me. Um, If you enjoy that and you love to sweat and you love the pain, I think you're a bit of a psychopath and I don't (laughs) understand why you don't just enjoy regular food and spicy food as it is without the pain. I wish I was joking on any of that. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm oh, not. well, I, we don't need Shannon for the play-by-play because I think we indeed he pictured it. Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. like yes. we know exactly Trust what it looked that. like. Yeah. Like, I don't right. want the play-by-play because it will ruin what I have in my head. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I love spicy food, but uh, I'm with you. And uh, I think, Personally, I'm probably like, I say I like spicy food, but I think my spice tolerance is probably on the lower end because I'll get like mild wings and they make me sweat and I'm like, I'm good here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like that super painful uh, spice is like, unless you're the, the, the one situation I get doing it, which I wouldn't do is like, if you're trying to, if you're like trying to win a bet, you know, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm and with you. School. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like otherwise, um, this kind of goes, remember we talked about scary movies a few weeks ago and like, I don't like to waste my time having a bad time. I, you know, when I'm eating, I, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to hate it. So I'm with you, man. Yeah. I think people who do that don't like the food they're eating because I like, like, I like chicken. I could eat plain chicken. I like chicken with sauces. I like chicken with barbecue sauce, hot sauce, whatever. But there gets to a point where it's like, I'm not enjoying the food anymore. I don't taste the food anymore. I just feel my mouth being numb. So it's like not good. Cause I have a tolerance for that stuff, but it's like, it got to a point where I was like, who am I impressing here? Like, why am I, like, why, why am I getting like the, why am I going that far up the Buffalo wild wings chart? Like, why am I doing that? Like I'm right here. This is where the food still tastes good. What am I doing up, up here? Like I 100% get that, but I need to know how did you person who doesn't 
do this kind of thing end up swallowing a jalapeno seed? Like, how did you end up doing that? I, I think it was unintentionally in the homemade pico de gallo on a taco I had, which I understood, but because we had two of them, uh, we each had one because it was a taco fest. We could each get one taco at a bunch of places. And it was like last bite for me, Shannon had no issues. And the one, it was just like, I had to accidentally slipped in there and yeah, yeah. Not an enjoyable experience whatsoever. So thank you for at least understanding that. Yeah. Like who you guys been trying to impress anymore yeah it's a hot, you know spicy stuff hot stuff that's all good and dandy but pain levels go do something else <laughs> go step on a it's... nail <laughs> chris get it off your chest go step on a nail um well okay well i guess uh, i i suppose i can talk about a different type of pain uh for my for my little bit here uh, since it's sports brunch and we're going to talk a lot about the olympics <clears throat> Something I want to talk about is, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of Olympic sports over the past uh, week or so, and it's become pretty clear to me personally what I would view as the worst way to lose in an Olympic sport, to to, to not medal, okay? Um, So that's pretty painful, right? It's like... Le- probably even worse than getting a rogue jalapeno seed in your taco. Um, I watched, I believe it was the 800 meter men's final in track. I watched the American, Fire. I watched the American, uh, I forget the guy's name. I had it written down. I don't know where I put it. This dude, like midway through the second lap, you know, guys start kind of converging, coming together, elbows, knees, he gets tripped and he falls, he knocks over another dude. And like the minute you fall in a, in a, and when you're running track, it's over, over. And I just thought in my head, like all that training, all that time over the past four years to get to this point, this is your moment. And you don't even get to finish the race. Like you don't, you don't get to realize your potential because of something that was like a complete accident. And there's no, there, like we've all seen the movie Cool Runnings. There's no repercussions. They don't run the race over again, right? You have to take up a new sport and try and bobsled. That's what happens if you get knocked over in a race. Um, unbelievable. Like I can't, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. I've got another one for you in track where i guess it's a newer role and it depends on the the what they're running it's not all track like all swimming it's there's certain races where and i'm sure you people have seen this if you jump the gun and you have a false start you are out you are out of there you are Mm. disqualified they don't give you one more chance to go back that that's how it used to be they would restart you get one more chance. Then if you do it again, then you're done. But working for now five years to get to that point and you've got adrenaline running through you and you're so amped up and ready that you just jump the gun barely. They come over and they, you basically have to stand there until the official comes over and essentially gives you the uh, equivalent of a red card in soccer. And then you shame walk yourself back <laughs> to the locker room and go home. 
Like that's bad. But I, I, I think too, with what you're saying, if you get tripped from somebody else, yeah. If you weren't the one that fell, but you fell because somebody fell in front of you. Yeah. I think that's probably a little bit worse. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And you know, one step, another thing with the false start is that like, they do that in high school. And like, when you're running, I, I ran high school track and like, it is the most messed up feeling. And I'm not in the Olympics. I'm not, you know, I didn't, you know I mean? I didn't train like these dudes would dedicate their whole life to this thing. And they're getting ready to run the biggest race of their life. And then somebody's walking across just like, and you honestly, like, you don't really know if it's not that it's not you. Yeah. Because you all, cause like, in, cause if that person's in like lane eight or something and you're like, maybe in the middle, you're on the other side, you have no idea who false started. You have no clue who false started. Yeah. You're just like, and they're just walking across, walking across walking across and you're just like oh my god is it me it's a huge <laughs> mind fuck and that was in high school you know what i mean and so i can't imagine what it's like being in the olympics and having them just walk across walk across and then card oh, they're like it's you god. and you're just like god damn it that's like, brutal yeah that just yeah. that that sucks but with that with the tripping thing it's like a girl fell on the, it was like, I think it was the one, I think it was like the one of the long hurdle race, like 400 meter hurdles or something in the final girl going down the final stretch. She just, she trips over the, the hurdle. She hits the hurdle, falls over. She's, she's out. And I'm just like, you hurdle better than anybody in the history of hurdling. <laughs> and you just tripped over the hurdle and you're out. Like that is just so it's, it's embarrassing. Like you have, you're embarrassed. It's not even like you finishing eighth. It's like, you just, you're at least supposed to go over the hurdle. <laughs> that should be first, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you want to like, be fast, but first of all, don't yeah. trip over the hurdle, jump over the hurdle. If you lose, whatever, it wasn't your day. Like that yeah. happens. Like you're one of the eight fastest hurdlers in the world or whatever. But if you just DQ on the hurdles, cause you trip and then fall, like you hit the hurdle and you fall out of the lane. I, yeah. God, that would just be, I'd be, I wouldn't want to go home after that. <laughs> <laughs> right. They I were think... doing hurdles in the rain the other night. In the rain, dude, I'm like, dude. no way. <laughs> yeah, no way. So you can hurdle in the rain, but we can't play like the seventh inning of a baseball game. That doesn't make <laughs> sense. And How that rain hell? was hard as hell the other yes, day. Yes, it I was. was. Like, They're like, nope, we got a schedule. We got to run Olympics. it. There's no lightning. Cool, run it. Like it's the Olympics, man. They, nobody should be running in the rain. Like nobody. No, we right. wait till the rain's over. It's the freaking right. Olympics. Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know they did that. That's ridiculous. It's, it's uh, well, shout out, shout out to all the, the track, uh, track and field athletes, man. Uh, I think we've just established that it's probably the most brutal sport to <laughs> potentially lose. I found yeah. the guy's name. Isaiah Jewett is the uh, U.S runner. And he was so gracious in his interview afterwards and like so positive about it because he was happy to be there. And that was part of his lifelong dream, but I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine. So props to props to him. Well, I'm going to get this off my chest because it ties in with sports. Kanye. <laughs> of course. I'm We're sorry, supposed what? to get this album <laughs> on Friday and he's living as we all know in the Atlanta Falcons stadium. <laughs> Still. There are people actually outside of the stadium uh, holding up signs that say Shh, Kanye's working or Shh, Kanye's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it has become absolutely ridiculous. And I just wonder, he's doing a listening event again on Thursday at the stadium. And if the album doesn't come out on Friday, the Atlanta Falcons have preseason games that are getting ready to start. That's right. 
So when do they kick Kanye out? And I've been wondering this in my head. It's like, it's a fun story right now. Like, you know, they've got they've had soccer games that have been going on, like Atlanta FC games have been going on while Kanye's there. And he's been just spotted walking around the stadium. Fans have taken pictures with him in his mask and stuff. I'm like, but at what point are you like, okay, we need Kanye to leave. How do we tell Kanye to leave Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta? And that's all I've been thinking about. So I'm like, is the album coming Friday or is Kanye going to have to find a new place to live? Dude, that's fascinating. I didn't think they were going to be, yeah, up against that. I mean, obviously he's been staying there for events, but there has to be a point where they're like, you know, man, we're really here to support you, but you got to wrap this up. You got to wrap this up. We need that little closet for the trainer's room back that you're sleeping (laughs) on your little cot in. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you, I don't know what kind of cop, what's your confidence level? Do you think this album's actually coming out on Friday? No, but maybe. I don't. I it's don't. always a maybe. What, no. When it, when is the um, the first Falcons game? That's a good question. Probably a week from Sunday. Yeah, it's got to be soon. Like it's probably a week from Sunday because the first the preseason game, first one is Thursday, um, and then I think it's the following week. Maybe it's even a week from Thursday, but I think we're less than ten days out. Yeah, we got to be. Because I think I the think Hall of Fame games like this weekend, right? Yeah. It's tomorrow, isn't it? It's Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or today, as you're listening to this episode. Um, Next <clears throat> Friday, Fal- okay. Titans at Falcons. So I think it's going to come out after that. Um, this conversation uh, led me to Google the lyrics um, of one. Well, actually, I don't remember who was it. Ludicrous. I don't remember who had this lyric, but. Uh, the song, What's Your Fantasy? It said, I want to get you in the Georgia Dome on the 50-yard line, okay? And so maybe Kanye is trying to recreate that because now it's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So it's not the Georgia Dome anymore. Like maybe we're trying to, there's a lyric in there that he wants to be authentic, but he has to wait till the game is played. So I'm thinking after that Hmm. game. Okay. Does that make any sense? theory. That's, that's a theory. A th- that's as good a theory as anybody else yeah, got. For real. Like everybody that's else his, is just like he's that's his fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That song is great. It we're is. putting that on a playlist this week, okay? Yeah, that's we're put, absolutely add it in. Absolutely. Shouts to Ludacris. My God. Shouts to Ludacris. But yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was good off your chest. And now let's get into some uh Fun sports topics in the main course, guys. All right. Uh, let's, since we were talking about Olympics, let's get, let's go to Olympics. And there's a lot of Olympic sports. We want to know what are the dumbest Olympic sports? Cause there's a lot of them and a lot of them are dumb. And since Dan's wearing a jersey, <laughs> wearing his uniform today, what's the dumbest Olympic sport, man? It's an easy answer. Uh, horse dressage. <laughs> easy. Um, otherwise known as horse dancing. And you think I'm joking. It's not. That beat comes on and those giddy-ups get giddy-upping. And they know. And this is absolutely insane that this is, I guess, still an Olympic sport. Like, I kind of get horse jumping, but dressage is just unbelievable that this is still going on. Anything that relies on anything that's not a human being should not be allowed in the Olympics. There's no NASCAR racing, things like that. 
Um, just no, it should be human beings performing, not training a horse to dance. Also, like just don't ship horses overseas because that seems kind of cruel just to make it there for the Olympics. Um, so yeah, horse dressage does not represent my country. <laughs> not in my country. Horse yeah. dressage. <laughs> All right. Uh three on three basketball was added this year. <laughs> You don't like dumb, it? It's the absolute dumbest Olympic sport, and I tried to watch it. I thought it was dumb four years ago when they, five years ago when they announced that this was something I was added. I was like, one, who wanted this? And then two, I watched it. It's stupid. <laughs> it's like watching a pickup game. What do we? I don't. Three on three basketball. Get it out. It's 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 surprising how. I hate to say this. It's surprising how bad the athletes are that are playing three on three basketball. Yeah, because they're obviously not that on like the five on five on five full Olympic teams. It is. It's like watching a picker game, and they have to shoot quickly. So it's like a lot of chucking it up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just watching it like, oh, this isn't even good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. It's it's honestly just just terrible. Well, I'm I'm thrilled you two uh, went first and second because you took two of my picks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I particularly wanted to discuss this topic when I found out that horse dancing was an Olympic sport. And it really made me, it really made me reflect on like, okay, so the Olympics are at, at its core, the Olympics are, uh, an athletic competition that really at the end of the day tells you what the most athletic or athletically inclined country is. Right. Um, I don't think that horses should be part of what determines what country is the most athletic. I just don't, that doesn't make any GD sense to me (laughs) at all. Um, And it looks really dumb. Three on three basketball is another one. Like that's basketball. These people are doing athletic things, but why why would we, why would we add a, a sport that nobody is playing as like uh, a sanctioned sport? Like no country has uh, that I'm aware of has like a, you know, their most popular sport or like people are flocking to see the three on three basketball league. No, kids don't grow up trying to play professional three on three basketball. It's just like, no, that's, so why is that? Why, why do we, why do we add that to five on five? Like generations of, of basketball players are, are playing right now because of what like Michael Jordan, the dream team started. They saw that they grew up, they played five on five basketball. And they were like, yeah, but let's also add this thing that nobody else was ever really actually playing to try and get into the Olympics. That's stupid. Um, so I had a third one and I'll just say it right now. Uh, I think archery's dumb. I don't think it's a sport. I don't think it's a sport. And you could add that to like riflery too. Right. Right. Rifle is actually probably less of a sport than archery. Sure. There's hand-eye coordination, but like, what are we doing? Add darts at that point. If you think these are Olympic sports, like it's ridiculous. These are, these are not Olympic sports to me. Um, when you compare it to some of the unbelievable athletic things that people like, did you got, have you, Handball is the most impressive sport I've ever watched in my entire life. It is a combination. It is like handball pulls from like 
the best things of like five different sports, but makes them one sport. And I cannot believe it's not like the most popular sport in the United States of America because it's wildly entertaining. And then you're like, yeah, but let's now let's cut to archery. Stop it. Stop it. No. Yeah. The archery, the sh- like they call it shooting. And if you've seen the stereotypical American that won the gold medal in shooting, you're kind of like, <laughs> did we have to win that? <laughs> did that guy have to win? Do I- is, this, is this good for us? Is yeah. This good? Like what sports make you don't want to win the gold medal? That's <laughs> one of them. Um, uh, badminton, or as the announcers were emphasizing badminton. There's an end in there. There's there a, is yes. an end in there. It's ew. between that and table tennis. I'm leaning table tennis. Um, but yeah, there's, there's plenty on there. Also real quick to back on three and three basketball. I think they were like, what can we do to make the Americans not win this every time? Oh, here we go. <laughs> three on three. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've got some, I'd much rather say, Hey, hell yeah. We won rhythmic gymnastics gold medal. Then did you see that song bitch shoot those clay things up in the air and take home the gold medal all day? Well, my other one, but skeet shooting, we're not talking about skeet shooting, right? We're just talking about hitting the target. That's what you're talking about. Cause skeet shooting is tough. I actually enjoy shooting. watching no, no, skeet no, no, shooting. No, no. But Didi can't comment on this because like he went to West <laughs> Virginia, which is like the number one rifle team in the country. And I don't okay. think you can't be biased with this conversation. So you're, you can't, okay. no, no, no weapons that's... allowed at the Olympics. That's fair. <laughs> that's all right. That's fair. Uh, like basically every swimming stroke almost. Oh, get out. Okay. Seriously. Who does like, what is it? It's the butterfly stroke. Who does that? Yeah. Uh, I what... And, and then I, then I was told you're not very good at that. You should stick to freestyle. And I was like, you're right. I didn't even like this stroke to begin with. <laughs> I was on the swimming team in, I don't know when. I so, have my medal. I have it? my ribbons and none of them say butterfly. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> I'm like, sure, it's I could the try that. dumbest no. stroke. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Nobody swims like that. Nobody. Nobody swims like that. It's like, I hate the fact that people are always like, oh, Michael Phelps, he's the GOAT Olympian. It's because they do a million different swimming strokes. Like nobody does the hurdles backwards. Like nobody skeet shoots behind their back. Nobody does that. It's like, just swim straight forward and do it for as long as you want. But like, don't make up swimming strokes that nobody actually does. It's like next Olympics are going to be the 1500 doggy paddle and Katie Ledecky's going to win it. It's going to be amazing. Like get Dan, it. Dan's going to enter that one. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> Just get rid of like so much of the swimming. We get way too much swimming every year and it's always live. It's always there. I just, it's gotta go. I need, I need that to go. No, I love, I love, love the swimming. I like how we have like a week of swimming and then a week of track. I'm maybe it's better to balance those two where they break it up a little bit because it's like, and now we're on to the 800 meter men's final. And now we're on to the 1600 meter men's final. And now we're on to, it's like in track, I've, you got to put track in the same category. Swimming is back and forth. Track is running around the same thing. Give me like a road track or something like that, that they're running on. Give me a little something, make it like guts. That's what the Olympics should be like is guts. So that's it. You run the lap and then you got to climb up the mountain there. 
right. to get the piece of aggro crack. We That's how re- it should finish. We can replace Mike Tarico with the Rick, and he can uh, he can <laughs> host the whole thing. I, Let's go to Mo for the results, Mo. <laughs> 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 I uh, you know it's I didn't think of this. Uh, I like all the all the different strokes. I think it's cool, but like the way the way that you phrased that dd made me think that like it is kind of interesting because like you could be doing freestyle but like how one guy does freestyle as opposed to another guy or one woman to another woman like your stroke is not going to be exactly the same right you're going to do freestyle or or the butterfly or whatever like you're going to have your own like little tweaks to it to make it as efficient as you can do it for yourself so it's that's that's like weird to me there's not there's no way to say like well you're you know clear like you're doing it a specific way it's like saying like everybody has to take jump shots the same exact way you know and then like different strokes for different folks (laughs) touche or you have the relays the relays are great the uh medley relays where they have to do all four strokes in one i love Mm. it give me that give me a little potpourri swimming vegetable (laughs) medley (laughs) all right well one of the things because uh it's like because tokyo is like how many hours ahead are they 13 13 hours ahead on the of the east coast so 16 hours ahead of the west coast yes it is absolutely ridiculous and and it's not that it's i need them to change this tv schedule because of the spoilers and it's not that it's anybody's fault it's just that like if i open instagram all right and then the first thing is ESPN telling me exactly what happened on the first picture. I need to be able to turn on NBC, maybe like at 9 a.m. and be able to watch whatever the fuck happened. Like, depending on what it was. Because like the fact that I have to wait all day to watch Simone Biles get the bronze or to watch like Caleb Dressel do whatever is absolutely ridiculous to me. Like, put these things on. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how they do that. You can put these things on in the morning you can put these things on at, and still have your prime time, but it's just stupid that you have to wait all day and it ruins the suspense. It ruins the fun of it. It's just like, give it to me before. Like I happen to see all of the highlights of it on Twitter throughout like the 12 hours of the day. Yeah. I yeah, feel like it's, there's, there's a couple of people on my timeline on Twitter that are up at like 4am watching the gymnastics. And so like every day when I log on Twitter, the first tweet I see tells me everything that happened and it's kind of a, kind of a dud. Yeah. It's, it's really frustrating as someone that oversees social media accounts for a living. It's nearly impossible and <laughs> I hate it. Now I did manage I basically tried to stay off all social media when I knew Simone Biles was going to compete in the balance game and I was successful, but like even ads, it doesn't even matter if people are spoiled. It, it, you're going to hit it either way. I'm clearing out every, there should just be a mute Olympics button for oh. any sports app that we have, because I get it from Yahoo, from ESPN, from Bleacher Report, just and enough. I'm just at the clear all of them out of there. It is. It's really frustrating that you have to be up at four o'clock in the morning. If you want to watch these things live, uh, you know, you can catch some things on the East coast. You know, if you're up at 7am, it's 8pm in Japan, in Tokyo that you could catch some of that stuff, but that's if you're going to catch it then Didi, I wanted to ask you for your primetime coverage on the West coast. Are you getting that at eight o'clock or are you five. getting it at five o'clock you five. are getting it at five yeah okay i'm getting it at five but it's just that like 
I I just hate, and I wish that they, I, I understand everyone does things for clicks and stuff and it's whatever, but like, I just wish that like ESPN and all these other places would at least warn you first. Yes. I just warning. hate Give the us fact a that warning. I literally open, cause you know, we all open whatever apps we use. We open them just like not even thinking about it. Like we just, this is what we do. We roll over in our bed, we open our phone and like, we just click on something. And I hate the fact that I can just do that. And it's not like picture, not like the thousandth picture of my friend's dog or something. It's Simone Biles wins bronze. And I'm like, could you, could you make me at least swipe to get there? Like, yeah. I don't want to just to be right there house of highlights i don't want it to be right there like i need to be i need you to tell me hey if you want spoiled swipe and then okay i'll swipe if i want to be spoiled if not keep it away from me there's just ways we can do this better i think i think it's a great point yeah yeah i I, there are i noticed one i think it's yahoo has started to do like whatever the event is swipe to see if usa got a medal or swipe to see if she earned a medal because I'm hoping people were complaining like this is getting ridiculous. We want to watch it in prime time where we get like all of the best from the day in one in one four hour period. And we don't want it spoiled because there's no reason for that. I'm sure NBC isn't all that thrilled when all these spoiler notifications go out throughout the day. But we're going to be fortunate. When the Olympics in what, 2028, when they're in Los Angeles, that's going to be a beautiful time. Unfortunately, in the the, the winter, we're having a Olympics in February, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they're coming up real quick. Um, and I think they're back in Beijing, who just hosted the Summer Games not that long ago. Bunch of garbage. So we're going to go through this again in February. We're going to go through the same time thing again in February. And then we've got Paris in 2024. That might be, that's not going to be as bad. Hopefully not as bad, but yeah, it's as someone who loves the Olympics and would rather watch them all day, you're missing some of that key stuff and to get it spoiled, it sucks. We've got to do better. We do as a country must do better (laughs) with our Olympics coverage. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get into college football. College football is getting crazy again just like it did in 2011, right? Yeah, it was like 2011 when all these teams moved. Well, Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC starting in 2025, which I think is actually going to end up happening sooner than that, to be honest. And now all the conferences are freaking out. Oh, that was nice. I didn't even notice I did that. (laughs) Else to me. Uh, Yeah, well, (laughs) and now all the conferences are freaking out. Uh, What are you guys thinking? Is this good for college football? Are you enjoying it? Realignment. Go for it. I, um, in the past, have loved conference realignment. I think it's fascinating uh, because it doesn't make any sense. And then, like, teams get transferred from one place to another place, and then they end up playing all these new teams, and we find out, like, we're, you know, are they worse than we thought they were? Are they better than we thought they were? Uh, We are who we thought they were. (laughs) (laughs) In general, the teams that have uh, moved from one conference to another, have, we've actually found out that they're uh, shittier than we thought. They've not been, uh, they've not done as well uh, for the most part. Um, <clears throat> and when this news broke, I was very excited. However, <laughs> uh, in like the week that has followed, I have liked it less and less. And um, 
I'm at the point where like, I'm, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of all this anymore. Cause I feel like I, I can see where it's going or at least where everybody else says it's going. And I don't, I don't think it's good for college football or college athletics. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not liking, I started off like, Hey, more of the fun stuff. And then I was like, Oh wait, no, it's not actually fun. Yeah. I'm kind of with you there, Chris, where at first, you know, shaking things up and changing things up is exciting. You get to see teams play that typically would never play. And now you're going to see them on a yearly or every other year basis. Um, and you know, the cream rises to the top. You think about what it's going to do for post seasons and tournaments and brackets and playoffs and things like that. And how it can really hopefully shake things up for the good, but I'm with you there too, where, as we're going down this road even further, you'll lose a lot of tradition with these moves, right? Which suck. And as fans of schools that used to play each other, we know how much losing a tradition and rivalry uh, is unfortunate. Now, maybe we're getting that back. But, <laughs> but yeah, when you start peeling back the onion later and really realize what's happening and you have to understand the whole like trickle down effect, right? It's like, how is this affecting Oklahoma, Texas, and the sec? Oh, good. But how is it affecting the rest of the big 12? Oh, not good. And nobody wants them. And they're going to have to merge with who the big 10 and the PAC 12 doesn't want them. And the PAC 12 is going to merge with the big 10 and what's happening to the ACC. If Clemson leaves, are we going to have the big East all over again? It's almost a little too much. And you worry what happens to even the mid-tier, the mid-major conferences. All that money rises to the top, and it's just going to be, I think it's going to be chaos. We're going to have three, four big leagues, and week to week the games will be great, but I think you lose a lot of integrity along the way. I mean, what's going to happen is you're going to have two, like you're going to have two conferences, and then everyone else is going to figure out what they consider to be college football. Cause I just think we're going to have two basically minor leagues and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be NFL light, NFL junior, whatever you want to call it. That's what it's going to be. And then we're going to have the rest of college football, which I don't think is that bad to be honest. Cause I think you're going to have the semi pro league and then you're going to have the rest of these people who are like, you know what? We are going to actually have student athletes and that's what we're going to do. And so I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I think when we get to this point where we have this new playoff that's however many teams, I think you're going to have these conferences merge into two and then everyone else is going to be playing their own championship. The same way that, you know, the divisions play their own championships now. I think, you know, there's going to be a place where, you know, who knows, Pitt and West Virginia and schools like UConn and stuff like that are going to be playing other playing their own thing. You know, and where if there's going to be these huge powerhouses, they're going to be doing their own thing, too. I don't I, it, that just seems to be to me where it's all going. Like we're going to get to this point where these other schools can't compete and may not want to compete with that, to be honest. Like, I don't know what everyone's schools, everyone's school's commitment to winning is not the same. It's just not. And like, I don't know where and I just think that's just where it's kind of going to go. Yeah, I think like. <clears throat> You're right. Every school's commitment to winning is, is not the same. Um, but every school's aspirations for the money are the same because <laughs> everybody That's, wants yeah. as much of it as they can get. Yeah. And 
that's what I, I hate about all this uh, because like I, I totally get why Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. They're going to get exponentially more money. They're huge brands. But what this has led to now is basically everybody viewing college football through the lens of like, what is your value to college football? Which I think just sucks. Like Didi, you just mentioned Pitt and West Virginia, the two schools that the three of us uh, root for one or the other. And like now West Virginia is in a weird spot, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen with the big 12. They've always made so much sense in the ACC, but like, how we're viewing them is, well, they're in a state of less than 2 million people and their alumni base isn't that big. They don't draw dollars for TV. So they're not worth bringing into a conference. It's like, but they're like the last 25 years, they've been largely really good at football. Like, (laughs) yeah, we're, we're just like totally, we're totally scratching that off the list in terms of like what matters to college football. And now it's only about, it's not about, is your team, is your school good at football? It's about how much money can your school pump into a TV network deal? Like that's all it's about. It doesn't matter about what happens on the field anymore. And I think it's just going to more and more spiral that way. And I, like, it's this, these are universities, like it's college <laughs> Like yeah. at some point, like we've totally lost the, the, the scope of the whole thing. And I, and I think that sucks. You're right. It is less about what happens on the field or else Texas wouldn't have gotten an invite to the sec because they realize <laughs> they're just going to be, dude, the funny part about it, they're going to be like a mid tier team in the yeah. sec. Like they've been basically mid tier since they won that national championship anyways. And it's yeah. like, now they're just going to the sec and they're going to be like, eh. Okay. And they're Have like, you brought a lot of money. Gonna be, they're going to be like in the top two or three in terms of money in the conference easily. They own mm-hmm. their own network. They're extremely wealthy in terms of the uh, revenue that they generate that Texas generates, is, which is why they've had the, the big target on them. Um, but you're right, Chris. It's all, it's unfortunate that it's all about become about money. Uh, Brett McMurphy had a tweet where he thinks there'll be four conferences and they're each going to be named E S P and N, <laughs> uh, which sounds about right. It sounds about right, but it is. And you, you have to think football is the revenue generator for just about every single athletic department there is, but you have to think about how that dollar affects the other sports and how it affects basketball but how it affects the Olympic sports as well. They can't all do these conference mergers and expect a team to travel cross country because the conferences had to merge. You say, yeah, they're going to be generating more dollars from this new conference or whatever. But I hope again, that trickle down effect that people are really considering all that. I'd hate to see the negative effect that it could have on some of these other Olympic sports because the field hockey team can't, charter a plane to travel to California, uh, to play a conference, a new conference opponent. And they might have to still retain some of those old conferences. Some of them do that. Some Olympic sports have their own different conference alignments, uh, than what most other teams do at their own school, just because of travel and things like that. So yeah, I, I understand why it's all about money, but yeah, at this, at the same time, this is still, 
it's college we're talking about. We're talking about college athletics and it generates a ton of money for a lot of good reasons, but you know, the fact that it's the driving focus of this stuff makes it, makes it hard to swallow sometimes. Like this is how, like, so, so Didi with West Virginia being like in a weird spot right now, every single conference is looking at it like, okay, so the ACC, all these teams make like $35 million a year from their TV contract. So what they're saying is West Virginia, if we were to add them, the, and then we divvied that up across 15 schools, schools would make less money. So we can't add you because we can't guarantee that you're going to bring these schools $36 million a year. Like that's what the, that's what we're looking at now. Like, are you worth however, what's, what is 35 million times 14? Cause that's how many teams are in the ACC. Like West Virginia, you need to make that plus $1 to, to, to fit yeah. in the ACC. And that's ridiculous. Dude, it is. It's so ridiculous. Cause I mean, this is, you know, cause that's what makes you so mad about the whole thing. It doesn't matter how good you are, or what you're doing on the field or on the court or whatever, because Rutgers is in the big 10. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell has Rutgers done? Yeah. Like in there and you know, in Rutgers is all, anytime there was conference when there was conference realignment, you know, years ago, Rutgers is top of the conversation. Everybody wanted Rutgers for what? Oh, because New York, New Jersey, that's why you want them for TV sets. That, you want them for nothing. You watch a Rutgers game on TV. Have you ever seen a Rutgers team pat game with anybody in the crowd? I haven't. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But that's what, you know, and that's that's what sucks about it all. And it sucks for West Virginia to be into, to have a good football program, to have, a, you know, a good commitment to winning and then just be kind of left outside. And you understand it. West Virginia has a state of less than 2 million people. You know what I mean? Like, they're the only game in town, which doesn't mean much to anyone else. So, it's it just kind of I don't know it just all kind of sucks because it sucks they're in the Big Twelve anyways I've always hated the fact they're in the Big Twelve because like they lost all rivals and as much as you can be like oh Texas is a rival it's like no one believes that yeah you know right and then I saw stuff about the Big Twelve joining with the Pac twelve and I'm like WVU USC WVU USA UCLA I'm like I, like what are we doing I don't I'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm here for it. Hey, come out. West Virginia comes out West a couple of times before they put them in the Mac or whatever. I'm, oh, that's fun. <laughs> you know, I'm cool with it, but it, it also sucks. <laughs> like, and, and like, even as a pit fan, like Dan, I don't know about you, but like, so West Virginia is in like a more precarious situation right now, but as a pit fan, the ACC is at the bottom of how leagues making money anyway, like teams, how much you make, how much your school makes from being in the ACC. It's at the bottom of all, all the, all the conferences. So like now the thing is, okay, the ACC needs to figure out something that's more lucrative or eventually Clemson, Florida State, Miami, they're going to go to the Big Ten or the SEC. And then what happens to all the other schools in that conference? So it's like, even if you're in a conference right now, I feel like unless you're a USC or a Texas or an Alabama, you don't feel comfortable about where the, all, all this stuff is headed. And that, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and then you've got Notre Dame sitting out there, kind of <laughs> driving their own ship, kind of waiting to see how things fall into place and realize that they're going to be the major stakeholder, uh, you know, in the end for this, whatever they decide to do. Um, yeah, the way that teams are aligned in conferences nowadays, Maryland shouldn't be in the Big Ten. They shouldn't. <laughs> they need to get out of there. <laughs> they're not even good and they because they need to get out of there. Um, but on top of the list that you already provided there that 
yeah, you, you hate that you lose all that history and tradition. And then at the end of the day, it's all for the dollar, which by the way, none of us see. So just yeah. uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh boys. Uh, well, let's real quick. Let's talk about um, this Aaron Rodgers presser. Chris, let's go. noted Wisconsin man. <laughs> uh, you've had some family in. I mean, what is the what, what's how, what's the feeling around your home state of Wisconsin? As Aaron Rodgers just literally like just had a press conference and sat up there and went moment by moment from like for like a year of like why he hates the Packers, but also saying, yeah, I'll be here this year, guys. I'm, I'm still your quarterback, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, so real quick, how part of how I learned how many people listen to this podcast is how many people called me uh, noted Wisconsin man, Chris Gates, <laughs> when we went to uh, the wedding this weekend. Um, the, the quote that kept coming up with every, everybody in my wife's family, they're all Packers fans, is when he was like, I don't know if you guys realize, but like Green Bay, Wisconsin is not a vacation destination. People come here to play with me. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, it was over at that point. It was over at that point. Not to mention the fact that before he said that, this is the most unprecedented press conference of all time. This the, the Packers just like set this up for him. I don't think they ever talked about like, Aaron, do you have some talking points that you want to go over in this thing? Because <laughs> the media just like one question, he was like, let me break down the last six months for you guys. Conversation <laughs> by conversation. And it was insane. I've never, I watched it live. I stopped. I don't stop my workout for anything, guys. I stopped my workout for this and I was into it. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. The the dude was just given a live microphone. He's like, I know I've been quiet. Haven't told my side of the story. Not going to hold anything back. Here we go. Buckle up. I hope you guys got plenty of time this afternoon. While he's wearing (laughs) a Packers hat and a Packers shirt. Yeah, but you're right. He's now that he knows he's got one year there and he's going to basically have some freedom after this to go where he wants. He's not holding anything back. He's like, I'm going to save my side of the story up here um, and then go out there and and try to win and do my thing. That was the most amazing line I've ever heard that Green Bay isn't a huge vacation destination line. (laughs) They're coming here to play with me and with our team to win a championship. Um, That was amazing. He went into detail too about how he's tried to be, and that's what it kind of all stems down to, right? He tried to be part of the conversation, wants to 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 help, wants to help bring in players, wants to have, you know, an opinion on what the front office is doing, and he tried to do this one delicately too. He goes, "quote The information I provided hasn't really been," and he paused, "used, shall we say." <laughs> He was trying to put it delicately and he's like, no, it just hasn't been used to anything that I've said to them. They're not listening. And that's why we're here. Dude. I like, I still can't believe that it happened. That's how bizarre that press conference was. And cause we're going to be like, regardless how the green Bay Packers season goes, that press conference, if they start out bad, all anybody's going to talk about is this press conference. If they go well, if things go well, they're going to talk every interaction with Aaron Rodgers and anyone on the Packers, whether it's a fan, it doesn't matter. 
everyone's going to be paying attention and going back to that press conference, which was just incredible. Like, this is what I wish that, like, because it's weird having a lame duck quarterback, like a quarterback that you know is going to leave. And it's it's like how you how I wish presidents would act in their last year. Like you've already served two terms. You're at the end of your, your last year, your term. You can't get reelected. You're done. I wish I wish they would all do that, too. Just start saying whatever the hell they wanted. Just start doing whatever the hell they wanted. Just start talking about it. And just like, oh, yeah, this is why this bill didn't pass, because this dipshit. I'm leaving it here. Get me <laughs> out of here. Doesn't matter. Like I it was just it was just fascinating. And I just and Aaron Rodgers, not exactly the most likable guy, not exactly the most interesting person. But man, did he win some points? It was refreshing. It was because you don't hear athletes do that. And, you know, he everybody talks about the petty games he plays and, and, and whatnot. But it was kind of refreshing for him to just sit there. And yeah, like you said, Chris, tell the whole story week by week since February. Uh, <laughs> give it to you and not hold anything back. I really thought the Packers were going to go DJ Khaled Coachella on him and just pull the plug <laughs> and be like, time's up. Who, uh, who's next? Somebody else got to get in here. And then the microphone just stopped working. But he laid it out there. Amazing. God. Dude, also, Jordan Love must be the worst quarterback of all time. <laughs> yeah, right. Because no one, not one person has said anything about Jordan Love practicing hard. No one said anything good about him. Like, I am nervous for Packers fans because you at least would have gotten some kind of article like Jordan Love is this nothing. Yeah, it's or Rodgers like, would have been Rodgers would have been traded for top dollar, yeah. and he would have gone with them. And they're like, "Not ready." Yeah. <laughs> he he must be. I'm, I mean, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Could be fascinating. God. All right. Well, let's get into what we are listening to this week. Uh, Dan, get us started. What is on your playlist, man? All right. I'll I'll try to go quick here. I'm going to start with the band. <clears throat> Posters are over my shoulder. They're back. Paris just released a brand new single, first one this year, called Monster. Um, they're definitely still embracing this new sound, which is electro-heavy, pop-focused, uh, but still kind of has dull, dark and alternative vibes to it. But they've we've seen that shift since the last album, and they're staying in that lane, and it's still amazing. Still love it. Um, they've been kind of cryptic leading up to this most recent release, and they're they're really turning that type of stuff up, playing with everybody, which is like, come on, just give us the music. We've been at home for a year and a half. We don't want to play your puzzles. Um, so I'm expecting more of that and eventually a new album or an EP coming up soon. But Monster from Paris. Nice. Chris, what you got? Uh, I heard this song today. And, and quite honestly, I don't know if uh, Dan has already put it on the playlist or not, but Churches, uh, Good Girls. I like that song. I would imagine I did, but I <laughs> I can't quite exactly recall, but uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Dan's put a lot of churches on the playlist uh, over the years, but uh, I heard it and I liked it. So I'm putting it on. Nice. All right. Uh, I got Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack put out their second single of their Think song, Silk Sonic album that is coming out whenever it's coming out. Yeah. Skate. And it is just feel good jam. And I just love it. Throw this on the cookout playlist too, because this is just a beautiful. I, I just I love this song. Skate, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Check it out. I like it. I like it. Um, a, a collaboration that we didn't see coming. All time low and pale waves. Um, all time low. That kind of classic 
one of the most popular pop punk bands, if you want to call them that, um, to date. And Pale Wave is more in the alternative scene, but they've been leaning a little bit more towards that direction lately. They haven't quite figured out their sound, but these two came together for a new song called PMA, which stands for Postmodern Anxiety. Uh, it's kind of a perfect post-quarantine anthem. I said quarantine. I didn't say post-COVID. I said post-quarantine <laughs> anthem. Um, and the the blend of the sound really comes together. That classic upbeat sound that you usually get from All Time Low. Um, really like it. And I think a lot of people can relate to the lyrics probably. So PMA from All Time Low and Pale Waves. Uh, here's a question. Uh, so Quinn. Quinn and then like Roman Numerous. 92. 92. 92. Thank you. I've never known that and always wondered. So I just say Quinn. So that album change of scenery. I don't, did we ever talk about the new, the album from this year? I can't remember if we did. It could have happened on a episode that I was not mm-hmm. on, uh, but I love that album. And it's, it's been on like my list of songs to put on here uh, for months, honestly. And I never have, but uh, stay next to me. It's just a great song. Oof, like, man. Yeah. That go on the cookout playlist? I don't know. I feel like I would enjoy listening to that there. anywhere. Let's put okay, let's do it. Put it on. That's uh Chelsea Cutler's I, on there too, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I remember that's talking it. about this. We did talk about this. Maybe yeah, maybe you yeah. weren't there, Chris, but that's a potential uh I'm working on it. But that's a that's that's on the list of potential first dance songs. It's got a lot of a lot of good connections. I thought about that, man. I, I've thought about that listening yeah. to that song. It well, is that damn good. Yeah. Yeah. We def I, I maybe we haven't talked about it. Maybe I just text I texted that song to Dan and I That's said true. to him, This is your first dance song. Yeah. <laughs> when it uh, came it out, like, I was like, wow. this is it right here. Like, yeah. we don't know this band. Like, this is <laughs> everything about that song is just like yep. it's perfect. The love Good that thing. song. Uh I don't know if you put this on last week or not, because I don't I'm not sure, or if two weeks ago, but um the, where are we at? 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 Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. Meet me at the altar. Brighter days. Did anybody put this on? I don't. Brighter days? Yeah. Uh, yes. You put it on. I put it on. Okay. Wow. Well, anyways, love this song. It's amazing. Putting it on again. Uh, I can't wait for their EP to drop next week. Nice. I, I just, I feel like I've stolen this band from you guys. <laughs> I love Meet Me at the Altar so much. I feel like I've literally just stolen them from you. But my God, Brighter Days. I just love that song. So check it out. Um, speaking of Meet Me at the Altar, that's why I asked you the, the song name. They just released the song, unless, Chris, you had this one to finish things out, called Better Days. Uh, Better Days Are Before Us is the name of the, the newest single. So we'll add that one in there as well. Um, all right, to finish things out for me, Meh. Who else but Meh released the song Kindness. Who uh, else? She wrote it kind of as a thank you slash love letter to me um, slash her other fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, being away from people for over a year kind of allowed her to connect to her fans in different and unique ways than she's been used to. Um, so it's really, really cool. Got that classic Meh sound. Um you know, I think you're going to hear this one on the radio quite a bit. It's probably going to be a part of a third album that she may come out with uh, later this year, but Kindness from Meh. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Uh, here, Here's a weird band name. Uh, Origami Angel. Putting them on the playlist oh. this week. Uh, pop punk band. 
I don't. I think the song is pronounced isopropyl alchemy. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> If I'm being honest with you, I don't know what this song is even about. I hate the first 60 seconds of it, but I love the last two and a half minutes. So uh, it's super catchy. There's like these crazy random changes in, in pace. But at the end of the day, it's it's catchy. If you just fast forward through the first 60 seconds, and I think you guys are going to like it. Nice. All right. Uh, my last one, Lil John, LMFAO, shots. Get your fucking shot, people. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> get your goddamn vaccine. For the love of God, please get your goddamn vaccine. I am so sick of this shit. We have masks again in LA. We're not distancing yet, but everybody's got their masks on. Everybody's doing all the things that we were basically doing a year ago. And it's like, we're just all falling right back into line of almost where we were before. And I don't want to get there. I really would like for us to figure this out and get to September. It's just ridiculous. Like, like we've been talking about West Virginia a lot. WVU has Fall Fest every year, huge concert they put on. They had to cancel Fall Fest because they can't get enough students and faculty vaccinated. They need to get to 60%. They failed. So there will be no Fall Fest this year. I'm like, guys, I don't, I've been out of West, I've been out of college for 12 years. And that hurt me when I read it. Wow. I was like, you're not having Fall Fest because you're not enough of you are vaccinated. Like, I just don't understand. I don't, I will, for the life of me, will not understand why, why we don't have enough people getting vaccinated. I know there's a certain group of people who are like anti-vaccinated and all that shit, but like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyways, little John, LMFAO, shots on the playlist. Yeah, I, I, I love the tie-in God. with the song. You're completely right. We're going backwards. It's frustrating. We should know. We're, we know the direction this is going and we know how to stop it. And it's New York City vaccine passports. You can't get into a restaurant without the vaccine card. That's where we're going. Don't ruin my football season, dude. Yeah, please. All these bands are about to go back on the road too. We're about to have yeah. concerts, about to go to our first concert in two weeks. Don't ruin this, people. Get that damn shot. Also, none of us put Billie Eilish on the playlist, which is uh, a complete and utter disaster. So <laughs> we're throwing it on. Her album came out happily than ever, happier than ever. Easy for me to say. Um, I'm going to put the title track on there. Happier than ever. It's an incredible song. It's kind of two songs in one. It takes you through the journey. Listen to the whole thing. It's like five minutes, but it's soft and kind of somber at the beginning. But then she cranks up this distorted guitar and drums in the second half. So shouts to her and another amazing album. Nice. Well, boys, it's been another brunch breakdown. We did it. We did, we did it. it. Just like that uh, Olympic hurdler. We we made it over the last hurdle. And we didn't fall down. <laughs> Beautiful. It's been sports brunch on the brunch breakdown. We're out.